0: Good evening. (laughs) I sometimes listen back to my podcast and I think, ugh. My voice is not it's not a Monica Matthews voice. I love her voice. I've told her that. She's my voice hero. Oh, well, can't all have a Monica Matthews voice, because then that would be a world of Monica Matthews, which would be a beautiful place, but, but, you know, she would agree, I think, that if we were all like her, where would the fun be? I mean, it would be a fun place, I know, but, okay, moving on. Hello, this is Jill. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to discuss something that is kind of um I I normally wouldn't want to just talk about this sort of a thing but I've never had this kind of thing happen to me before and it was kind of crazy. It happened uh last night. Last night, oh, before I tell you that story, I want to tell you another story. So yesterday was Mother's Day, and Mother's Day is a tangle of emotion for me all over the map. Good, bad, ugly, beautiful, all of it. It's, it's one of those days that I wish I could improve upon somehow. I wish I were a better daughter to my mother. Um, I, I'm very thankful for the mother that I had that raised me. It was totally God's blessing. That was completely God watching me, caring for me. Hmm. For those of you that may not know, I was adopted at three months old. Nobody knows where I was for the first three months of my life. (laughs) Well, someone does, but they're not telling me. That's my question I'm going to ask God. Can you please just show me what happened to me for those first three months? Those first three months. That's all I don't know about. Because. My. For 35 years I looked. For my birth parents. 35 years. It was a long battle. And. 2003, Mother's Day. Very first time in my life, I heard my birth mother's voice on the phone. Pretty amazing day. Sometimes I stop myself and think, wow, I, I can't believe it's real. I can't believe And I know this is kind of off the topic. Well, it's totally off topic of what I usually talk about in down is up world. But my whole world has been down is up. My whole life really has been. And since it was Mother's Day, I just kind of wanted to talk about a few things pertaining to that sort of thing. But anyway finding my birth parents was i honestly there was a day i remember i i've done things to try to find my parents my family anybody that most people could not imagine doing and father's day 2003, I spoke to my father for the first time on the phone, my birth father, and he's the guy that when I refer to my dad now, if I ever say, I and my dad did something now, that's what I'm talking about is my birth father. I had a different dad who raised me. Man, did I love that man. Mm. He was everything to me. And I lost him. He died at 58 years old. Excuse me. And I was 24. And it was, was I 24? Yeah, 24. Worst day of my life. March 24th. 19, well I'm not going to tell you the year because then I'm going to tell you how old I am and that's just none Nanya. I, I, I want to be like Greta Garbo when she died nobody could find the actual date of her birth I think it was Greta Garbo, maybe it was Betty Davis one of those two old ladies <laughs> anyway so yeah what kind of a god is it that watches your whole life, knows what you're going to go through, and blesses you by giving you a new dad. When your dad was your everything, what kind of a God does that for someone like me? Let me tell you, it's an amazing one. So anyway, yesterday, for Mother's Day... uh we <laughs> we went in down as up world, you know. Mother's Day is a like a I don't know my birth father, my dad. He's kind of backwards ish and his whole world seems to be I don't know, it's just you know, he's all he's a pilot and all about pilots and flying and <clears throat> all that sort of thing. Sorry. And so we went to this house in Vegas. It was a beautiful home. Um, I'm sorry, I have something in my throat. Let me see if I can clear that sucker out. We'll be right back. All right. So hopefully, my. rope problem is resolved. <laughs> Where was I? Vegas. House. Gorgeous. Yeah, it was a really nice house. Um, to me, the prettiest part of the house was not the house at all. It was the outside. Had this lovely, waterfallish, pondish looking swimming pool. It was just really very, very pretty. But the, the thing to me was, wait a minute, you're inviting me to go to this Party. And back up two more steps. This party was a quote unquote memorial memory thing for a guy who had died. And I guess this is like an annual thing that they had had. And he, of course, was a pilot as well. And (laughs) first of all, my question first thing that came to mind is who has a party on Mother's Day? Okay. Pilots do. They don't think about Mother's Day. Pilots are all pretty narcissistic. Not going to lie to you. They all kind of just like to talk about themselves um, and flying, <laughs> which I can understand. Uh, So, okay. I moved past that, but in the whole discussion with my dad about this party, I'm like, no, wait. Okay, so he's been married to the same woman for a bazillion years, and her her name is Lot. She's Thai. Let me tell you, our, our beginning was not very good. But time has passed, and things have changed. And they had a child together, who was my half-brother he died at a young age well 30 something and so that was her only child and so now I'm kind of her only child I'm her stepdaughter and I said to my dad I said I how does lot feel if I mean I don't want to do anything but celebrate lot tomorrow because it's mother's day and she's the only one I have close to me my my adoptive mother lives in Colorado, so I wasn't an option for me to go see her or anything. Um, My birth mother is in Oregon. Same thing. Well, there's more to that story. Not going there. Anyway, my point was we must celebrate her, and I'm not going to do anything that doesn't let her know that she is loved and she is going to be you know taken care of blah 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 well he finally gets around telling me well she wants to go to the party and because she, she does she loves going and doing she's always going and doing with people and places and things so I said okay great if she wants to go I'm down I'll go too and I will sit with her and chat with her and have a good time with her which I tried to do but She was hither and yon. (laughs) She was chitting and chatting and doing her own thing. So that was fine. But anyway, I met this gentleman. And I'll just tell you his first name. His first name is Jules. And cool guy. And we were talking. And find out he's adopted. Nice. Contact right there. So, we're talking about, you know, various things, but the coolest part about Jules, so he worked in Area 51. He was part of the CIA back in the 60s. Now, today we call them clowns in action. And personally, there isn't a three-letter agency in the country right now that I trust. Maybe ICE. They have it rough. And you know they were called recently white supremacists. Give me a flip and break because they're trying to do their job. Don't even get me started on it because that's not what we're talking about right now. But anyway, Jules, CIA, Area 51. I asked him point blank. Because that's how I am. I don't care. I'm not afraid. So tell me. What what are you not supposed to tell me about Area 51? <laughs> of course, you have to understand. He left there, I think he said in 69. So any, any Martians that came into existence after 1969, he may not know about. So those are the new Martians in, that, that may be invading... You know, that that were invented, therefore, you know, that that the left is trying to introduce to society right now. Have you noticed that? Pay attention. Mark my words. That is going to happen. They are going to try to get you to believe that we've been invaded. And you must go to this compound or you must go to that compound to, quote unquote, stay safe. All that being the case. I really believe it's going to happen that that's their next thing. They're they're milking the cow right now. They're warming us up for being prepared for the alien invasion. Little by little, just drops of hints that are happening right now. Every once in a while, Tucker Carlson will do a story on what the Navy supposedly saw. It's a fly on the windshield. I kid you not. Okay, people? So I asked Jules, tell me. And he laughs and he says, I'll tell you one thing that should sum it all up. And I said, okay. He says, there are no little green men. <laughs> I said, great. That's wonderful. And I knew that. So then we started talking about him being adopted. And I said, did you ever want to find your parents? Your birth parents. He said, nope. Didn't. Which is not uncommon for men. Males who are adopted, they have what I call um, as initial female rejection. A lot of them do. And a lot of them will turn into being gay. My brother, my adopted brother, was one of those. He's also gone, died. And anyway, so I asked him why. And he just said, you know what? I had the best parents in the world. They were the best parents. And you could tell just by the way he said it, that they raised him right. And clearly they did. He's a good man. And I said, well, then there you go. You don't need to. If you don't need to be looking for them, you don't need to be looking for them. I needed to be looking for mine. It was in my DNA. It was going to happen. Period. I would have searched the rest of my life. But some reason, God decided to give me a property named The Search Is Over. And on that property is where I got the phone call that my parents had been found. Tell me that's not God. So anyway, had a nice little chat with the guy from the CIA. He said to me, Jill, the CIA today is completely spoiled. They are not the CIA I was part of. And I said, yep, you're telling me that is the truth. And I thought it was very interesting that he he uh, understood that. And then, uh, what was the other thing he said? Oh, he mentioned something about being Jewish. And somehow we got on the topic of, oh, God and stuff. And my dad's sitting there and trying to direct traffic because I'm sure he's completely freaking out that I'm having this discussion <laughs> always worried that his little daughter might say the wrong thing which I would never dream of doing and anyway so find out Jules is Jewish, super I said man that's awesome I said God love you. <laughs> and he does and I said so let me ask you, What did, I, I wish I could remember what we were discussing. Something got us, it was all uh, tied in politically. And I think maybe some one of the people at the table or someone had said something about, you know, God's going to come and have to rescue everybody. I said, Jesus is the only answer. And he had this funny look on his face. And I said, do you not believe in Jesus? And he said, hmm. He kind of just avoided it. I said, okay, okay, okay. Can I ask you three questions? He said, sure. And I said, okay. First question, do you believe in God? Yes. Cool. Excellent. We're making progress. Second question, do you believe Jesus is God's son? No. And he said it pretty emphatically. And I said, hmm, okay. I said, how come? And his answer was, because I'm Jewish. And I thought, well, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't think Jesus is his son. That's all the more reason for you to believe it. Because all the proof lies therein. Anyway, something happened and... I never got to ask him my third question, which was going to be, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Never got there. I don't know, something happened. It was all disrupted and blah 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 but Pops told him about the podcast, and if you're listening, Jules, I had a great time talking with you. And that would have been my third question. <laughs> so anyway story the other part something that happened to me after I got home from the party um, couple little more things about the party the party was all appetizers there were a gazillion appetizers that the hostess, the, the wife uh, the widowed wife of the gentleman whom we were there celebrating this is her thing she loves making these little appetizers oh my goodness they were beautiful and they were delicious and there was I I would guess there was at least a hundred people at this party and you know mask Nazis? I hate to tell you, but there was only one. No, I take that back. There were three people total wearing a mask. Two of whom, one was her son. Uh, he was helping with the food. He had on his, what is it, am M95, N95, who knows what it was. And, uh, my dad says to me, he's got a mask on. I said, yeah, look at him. He's liberal. You could just tell there was just, it was just written all over his face. There was just something well, only the part that you could see, but there was just something I don't know what it was. But I was like, man, yeah, and well, it was maybe it could have been the 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 snark with which he was staring at all of the rest of us who were not wearing masks. Nobody, I mean, it was crazy. So the other person. I think might have been his wife or something, but she was working her little tail off in the kitchen as well. And um, she looked rather liberal as well. And I'm telling you, there's a definite look to the liberal. Okay, if you don't believe me, trust me, I don't like to be a book cover judger. I don't. But sometimes, you know, you just gotta and you you could know it. So my mission was to be make nicey-nice with Miss Lady in the kitchen. So I go in there and my son's a chef. And so I was recording all the food and talking about it and how delicious it looked. And I I was talking to this masked lady. I'm gonna call her mask lady and mask guy. Wait for it for the third person who was wearing a mask. I'll tell you that in a minute. So, um I was really being totally genuinely nice to these people and i said oh my gosh you guys are working so so hard and it's mother's day i said bless you for doing this and they had two little um mexican women working with them and in my very very limited spanish i approached them and i asked them you know if they were mothers and they said yes and i said oh bless you for working on Mother's Day and I said I'm so sorry that you have to and they said oh it's okay we we had our celebration and they were super sweet and I just loved them and I thought these people you know that's what's wrong with and I hate to say this but there is a class of people in America that are just totally enjoying getting this free money from the government right now when there are so many jobs that need filling but these mexican workers they haven't stopped working bless their hearts love them i have a super big heart for um a certain well let's just say the vast majority of the mexican population i um, used to go down to puerto vallarta all the time and loved it had a condo there I think I still do, not quite sure. But anyway, um, <laughs> another story. See, you've got to stay with me because if you don't, you're not going to learn all the stories. But those people are so kind, so, so kind, treat you so well. And they're just, you know, I want to spoil them. I want to make their day better. All right. So anyway, take the video, the food, blah, blah, blah and no one else had their mask on it was awesome nobody was afraid everybody was hugging it was just wonderful to actually I mean I have been a cooped up little hermit bug for a year now and I'm tired of it I bet you can hear that that's my necklace sorry I keep playing with it I shouldn't do that um anyway and it was just wonderful to be out in the world And almost being completely normal, almost, just those three people made it abnormal. And they didn't really bother me. I really told, I told my dad, I said, you know, I want to say to him, 'Um, would you mind removing your mask? You're making me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm so ready to hit the dirt and just go out there fighting. I I really am. I'm so tired of the lie. The lie. Okay, quickly I'm going to tell you, person number three was my stepmother. She's Thai. Bless her. And she had on one of those clear visor-looking shield things. Not a normal face mask, but she was the only other one. (laughs) And I didn't care. I kind of made her take it off for, like, if we took a couple pictures and stuff. I said, would you take your mask off? Then You don't want that on in the pictures. And she did. She was awesome. So, anyway. Okay. So, the whole mask thing got me freaked out, I guess. I don't know. I came home, and I was just exhausted, which isn't surprising, but I decided I'd just go straight to bed. So I did, and I'm lying in my bed, and this has never happened to me before. But I totally... Now, one of the things about me that I don't know if I've mentioned before is one of my spiritual gifts is discernment. And I've known I've had it for a long, long time. Uh, There have been times when I've walked into a room and i'm like oh my got to leave very not good vibes here very not good vibes and i wouldn't say that i i've never quote unquote seen literally seen a demon or an angel or anything like that of the spiritual realm but i really do believe i am i have a connectivity to it that is a gift and and i'm very thankful for it so i'm lying in my bed and i was just fine and out of the nowhere I mean literally out of the freaking blue I felt like a weight was placed on my chest literally and I just started to sob just freaking sobbed and I don't cry I really am not a person who balls I mean, certain things will give me a little emotion. I definitely feel um, things. And sometimes I might tear up and stuff. But I'm not a baller. I learned that self-control a long time ago. And I just bawled and bawled. And you know what I was crying for? The evil in the world is so vast and so great. The satanic dominion over people that are in control of our world right now. And by that, I'm, I'm gonna say it. Dr. Fauci, he and Bill Gates and George Soros, their goal is to eliminate the population. They're globalists. They are elitists, they are Satanists, and they are evil. And my mind was just spinning with, I could feel it, I could, it was almost like I had all these arrows shooting either out from me or into me. I, I don't, I really, it's very difficult for me to describe, but this was an experience unlike anything I've ever felt before. That the evil that has happened to the world, not just the United States, okay? We have our share our share of problems for freaking sure with, you know, Epstein and um, all the child trafficking. That's, oh my gosh, that's what was killing me. I was just like, God do you see Lord you must see the evil that's going on i was I was literally in a fit of prayer and i I I really believe when I when I got up today I was like wow I think that's how my natural inclination to fight the demonic or this i wouldn't say it was demonic because I don't believe demons they could try to get at me, but, man, I am sealed by the blood. I am sealed, and I am protected, and I know this. And I think they know it. And they don't come too close to me. Let me put it that way. They don't. But I was praying up a storm last night out loud, and the interesting thing is I breed golden retrievers. I may have told you that before. And Glory, my she's my service dog, she jumps up on the bed, which she doesn't do a lot, and she put her head, literally, like right underneath my chin, and I'm just sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. Well, the next thing, my kitty cat comes up, and she puts her head on my head, never in her life. This is a 15-year-old cat, never done that in her life. She's licking my head like trying to soothe me. And then another cat. I have, I have four cats, okay? I'm a cat lady kind of. comes up. And then another one. <laughs> the only one that wasn't on the bed last night was Peekaboo, and that's because she's totally deaf and she's so old and she she, she was sound asleep, but she was right beside me on the floor. Anyway, my mind was spinning with the level of evil and the, the, the steps that they have taken. And if Dr. Fauci isn't brought to justice someday, if it's not in my lifetime, fine. He will be brought to justice. He'll be brought before the throne of God and he will face judgment. But I have to say that is probably the biggest Heartache that I have right now is the lack of justice in our world right now and the complete lopsidedness and breakdown of our judiciary system. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And it goes right into our electoral system, our government, as far as, you know, are we going to ever, you know, you people are thinking about 2024, what, you can't even think about 2024, and some people are thinking, okay, we're going to be at grassroots, you know, get out there, and I, I believe that this is the only way we can do anything without an act, an intervention by God, and his hand will be in it. But the only way we can do it is to oust the the cabal from a, from a district level up, and that's where it has to start. Is each of us in our own district, we have to kick them out. We have to say, nope, you're not wanted here anymore. To the to those people who have been in there for their whole lives, uh-uh, bye got to go and i'm not i'm not talking democrat only i'm republican democrat i don't care if you can't show me through your merit what you're doing or what you are going to do you're you're on you're not on my dial anymore i don't even see you and if you're giving money to the gop you are freaking insane because let me tell you right now and i'm raising my voice i just said i wasn't gonna raise my voice <laughs> but I'm I'm serious. If you think for 1 minute that our GOP didn't play a part of what happened on November 3rd, you're wrong. They sure did. The difference between the GOP and the Democrats is they'll stick together, lie upon lie upon lie. And they'll work, they'll work, and they'll work over time to get what they want. You don't think that Obama being elected says that this country is not racist? You're kidding me, right? And I am zero identity politics. I did not vote for Obama ever. In fact, when he was first running, I saw right through him. That was my discernment. And man, did I lose some friends. I'm not kidding. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. I was like, no, I'm not. I don't care. And I wasn't thrilled. I don't actually think I've voted. Maybe I did. I Maybe I wrote somebody in. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine that I would not have voted. I know I voted. And I know I didn't vote for Obama. But I'm really afraid if I voted for John McCain, good gracious gravy, that would be an even scarier thought almost. Well, no, not really. <laughs> uh, for all of that, John McCain, he is um, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to put Obama at a 0 and John McCain gets a 2 maybe. <laughs> so there you go. There's my there's my uh, scale of judgment for that election particular. And I'm telling you right now, Obama did not win the second time around. I, I guarantee you. This Voter election fraud has been in play for a long time. And I'm not sure how to fix it. I know that there are people out there that think that it should be all electronic. Oh, I am not so in agreement with that. I say get the electronics out of the picture. What I really think would be the best is to break it up into small groups of say, you know, a 1,000 people per district, okay? a 1,000 people. And they're all handwritten ballots. Well, the ballots can be printed, but you write it in, you know, you manually take your little pen or your pencil or whatever, and you write it in. Pencil's probably not a good idea because it can be erased, but even with that, you can tell if it has ever been erased. So take your little black or blue pen and fill in your dot, okay? And you've got a 1,000 per district. Those can easily be hand-counted within, a, within an hour, right? So if we broke it down to smaller factions like that, I think it would be far more doable and a lot less likelihood of cheating getting away with it. Anyway, so that was my trauma from last night. And it was all about evil. And praying, praying, praying for justice. And if you people are thinking that we're going to, you know, just kind of ride this out until the next one. And and we're going to somehow magically make it through this. You're wrong. I'm just telling you right now. Satan's having a good old time. And... I firmly believe the only answer to fixing what problems that we're in right now, is God Almighty. Only He has the ability to make something happen. Now I'm not talking Q, I'm not talking, oh, on this particular day, just wait for it. It's all part of the plan. No, there is no freaking plan. The only plan is God's plan. And I'm sorry if you don't like the fact that I don't believe in Q, R-S-T-U-V. Yes, okay. Now, Q is all about Q clearance. In fact, Jules had Q clearance. Da-da-da. Okay? That's all that means. It's the person who created that thing on the, you know, an on-boards or whatever they were called. He supposedly had Q Clarence, and he knew things. He knew things, or he knows things. Well, fine. Not one of those things has happened yet. (laughs) I'm waiting. And I have just decided that I give up in the sense of... I spent a lot of time between... Oh, November 3rd and January 20th, hoping something would happen, praying something would happen. And right now, you know what I think is going to happen is we have to protect ourselves. We have to gird our loins. We have to be involved. We have to not be afraid to not wear our masks. You know what? Here's the thing. How far are you willing to go to protect and save your country? Are you willing to step up and do whatever it takes? Because I'm telling you, I don't even think our military right now, I know our military at this point has no clue who's running the show. There are very few people right now who really know what's going on. And I'm thinking, you can count them on one hand. Other than that, nobody really knows. And I think that's just the way God planned it. And He is the only one who can fix our nation. And there are many things that could happen. God could, you know, God could make some magical thing happen. Maybe this audit in Arizona is going to turn the tide. I don't know. So I've I've just given up living on maybe this will happen, maybe that'll happen, or living for the next day that is supposedly a day that something's supposed to happen. I live minute by minute with my faith in Jesus. One day at a time. And I stand my ground. And that's what we all need to do. This is a good country. And we have to be fighters right now. We have got to fight to keep our country. Or we're going to lose it. Whatever that means for you to fight to keep your country, you need to be doing it. it means getting involved. Go to, your, go to your board meetings for your school. Even if you don't have children in that school, go to the meetings. Tell them they cannot be making these children wear these masks. It's killing them. And I'm not just talking physically. I'm talking mentally. It's horrible. It should be called child abuse. And the fact that Fauci wants to give a vaccine to a child who is not even going to get sick from this disease, he's a sick man. Don't even get me started on that. Anyway, people, I'm gonna read my little thing to you. Oh, wait, I had one other thing I wanted to read to you from a book that I read every day called God Calling. And it is the predecessor, if you've not heard of God Calling, it's by A.J. Russell. And actually, A.J. Russell didn't even write it. Two women wrote it back in the early 1900s. And I'm not sure if these two women were sisters or cousins or friends or what, but they were just spinster ladies that they truly believed in God and let me see well I don't want to get too involved in it but it was um, their words from God is what they wrote down and this is the one for May 10th and I really thought it was very very good and I just wanted to share it with you it's called calm not speed in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength isaiah 30:15 all allegation is destructive of good all calm is constructive of good at the same time destructive of evil when a man wants evil destroyed so often he rushes to action it's wrong First, be still and know that I am God. Then, act only as I tell you. Always calm with God. Calm is trust in action. Only trust, perfect trust, can keep one calm. Never be afraid of any circumstance or difficulties that help you to cultivate this calm. As the world to attain has less to speed, you to attain have to learn calm. Did I say that right? Probably not. I told you I'm very dyslexic. Reading is not easy for me. As the world to attain has to learn speed, you, to attain, have to learn calm. That makes more sense. All great work for me is done first in the individual soul of the worker. Isn't that good? I just, it made me think of where we are today as a country and our need for each individual to be a worker. And um, we all need to strive for it, but we all need to remain calm and trust in the Lord. Because in this one and only vapor of a life, where down is up and up is down, we have many choices We can choose to be a victim, or we could choose to be a victor. Choose victory. Don't be a victim. Victory comes only through Jesus and our all-knowing Heavenly Father. He alone knows all. All I know is I know nothing. Thank mm-hmm. you.